0: The following program is for adult audiences only. Strap yourself in
1: because we're set up, switched on and ready to go.
0: On this episode, Rick and Steven discuss a video that shows a ghost attacking a dog. They will also be discussing a UFO expert's wolf-like alien sighting, and they ask the questions, Are old ghost photographs real? Happening now on Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk.
1: This is your show. And welcome, one and all, to another episode of the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with your hosts, ghost hunters and authors Stephen Lancaster and myself, Rick Hale.
0: Steve, good morning. Good morning. Ridiculously good-looking host. I saw that. Now, I okay. Our, I love our publicist. I, I love our publicist. You know. Okay. Ridiculous. Yes.
1: Good-looking.
0: Yeah, I'm not really so sure about hey, that one. Hey, Jerry, 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 am I not beautiful? Am I not beautiful? <laughs> Kramer.
1: Kramer. Hey,
0: you know, before the show, Rick, we, I mean, we got another jam-packed show, of course, because we work yeah, we hard. Do. We work hard and diligent to find this weird shit for you guys, so you better <laughs> appreciate it. Uh, and we like, got the weird for you today. It's like my wife was asking me this morning, what What are you looking at? And I said, oh, I'm just getting ready for today's show. I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like last minute. So, yeah, there's really no working diligently. But Rick, on the other hand, he actually does. But yes. Rick and I, but prior to the show here, um, I guess you would say while the credits are running. Um mm-hmm. We're talking he was talking about time travel. And and Rick, have right. you heard about this guy on TikTok that's claiming to be a time traveler? Um, which one? Because I'm <laughs> sure there's several hundred claiming to be I, time traveler. I applaud this guy. Okay. Okay. I applaud him because he's got a budget mm-hmm. and he is really putting in the effort, sir. He has okay. created fiction uh well we'll say they're let's just say they're real he has created newspaper articles from the future Dude, all of his videos aren't it's not cgi he's like walking into these like hospitals that are that the lights are on and every and walking through the whole thing and nobody's there right and he's claiming he's in the future with these videos And then he shows, like, dates on TV, time on TV. I mean, he's putting a lot of effort into this hoax, okay? Right, right. Well, my man, my man has taken it to the next level this morning, friend. He has taken it to the next level. He has made, to prove, he is from the year 3000-something. Okay. And he is on a mission. (laughs) And on a mission to help us. Okay, it's a little 12-monkey-ish thing kind of happening here. He has told us what is going to happen over this next year, my friend. Oh, God, I can't. Now, he he had a list. He had a list. Okay. Okay. Um, We are going to discover a giant dying whale is actually what people are reporting to be the Loch Ness monster. Okay, 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 okay. That, that's cool I'm, I'm, I'm down with that, I'm down, I can understand He that. is saying in August of 2022, this year, buddy We okay. are going to have the best visual proof of Sasquatch today <sighs> I hope so, I
1: hope it's like a full cover spread, man Like in Hustler or something Now, it,
0: if you don't <laughs> think I haven't put these dates and predictions As reminders in my phone, think again, my friend because oh, I'm sure am, you have. I, I am going to, because this is going to come back on the show. Because come August, if I'm not believing in Bigfoot, dude, I'm not believing in your time traveling. But he, but the most recent one, okay, not that anybody yeah. wants to hear this right now, but oh, the no. most recent one, he says in April, a new COVID strain is going to be introduced, and it's mm-hmm. going to be the worst one yet. Okay. And he's calling it the Omega is what supposedly it's going to be called. I mean, yeah, less than a month. We've got less than a month to see if this one's true. And if it's not, which I hope it's not, but if it's not, then I'm going to start to worry about my Sasquatch August sighting. Right,
1: right. Um, What about, you know, like nuclear war? What about anything like that? I mean, are we going to be like in the clear? Yeah. I'm totally down with that. I mean, okay, all right. So, okay, nuclear war out. COVID strain God that sucks Yeah But uh, man You know uh, the, the best visual evidence Of Bigfoot
0: Yes I am totally Yes I'm totally there
1: for it dude Yes Totally there Yes
0: So with that being said Rick We just wanted to Time stamp this stuff For our time traveling friend On TikTok <laughs> That's a lot of tease But You all heard, heard it here first Well actually You heard it on his TikTok first But We're gonna see If COVID makes a comeback Next month, as the Omega, and we're going to see if Bigfoot is truly real in August and if Loch Ness has just been a big whale this whole time. You know what? Hold on a second.
1: That is one that I could actually find somewhat believable because I don't yeah. believe that it could be a uh, dinosaur, obviously, swimming around in Loch Ness because it, the dinosaurs were cold blooded and, you know, it's a cold water lake. But a whale being a mammal, I could totally see that, but all right, moving right along. You being do, a do, mammal, do, 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 do. I, I
0: could totally see that. <laughs> so, Rick, what do you got on uh, the paranormal plate for today's episode? Okay,
1: so we have got some
0: really good stuff. Um, oh shit, I owe you. I owe you five bucks, don't I?
1: Yes. Damn. PayPal, okay. son. PayPal. <laughs> so here's what we got. We're going and Ghost Watch. I'm going to be talking about Wistman Woods in the uh, United Kingdom um supposed you know it looks very peaceful but it's pretty deceptive because there's a lot of stuff that's going on in wisman woods that is uh, anything but peaceful and we're going to be talking about um spirit photography um during the 19th century for the most part those a lot of those were um uh, let's see the mediums were fake and predatory and the photos were Pretty outrageous, but there's a couple that's are that's like mm, you know, maybe. Um, let's see. Oh, the video that you have. Yes. Obviously obviously people aren't going to be able to see the video, but unless they post, unless, unless they go to our Facebook uh page and group there they can see it. But what's with this video?
0: Steve. So guys, we, we posted a video this morning. On uh, Facebook.com slash welcome to the initiative our official Facebook page and it's a it's a home surveillance video and you see two dogs in a kennel and the one dog appears to have his collar taken off and any kind of jumps and leaps like something has touched him or or -hmm. something is messing with him in this kennel. And uh, I I had uh, ripped the video um, off the Internet and and zoomed in and stuff. So you you guys get an extra special version on Facebook.com slash Welcome to the Initiative. You can see it clearer and stuff. Full credit to the TikTok lady that that posted it. That's also on the video. Um, But it's interesting. So we're going to talk about that and Mm -hmm. uh, just animals in general when it comes to the paranormal. And we're going to talk about, like Rick alluded to, um, photography, you know, both Rick and I are photographers and we know a lot of the, I don't want to use the word science behind photography, but I guess technically it is. Um, well, know, hold on. He's, he's, wait, 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 wait one second. I just want to, I'm not a photographer. I'm a photographer, photography enthusiast. I just want to make that clear. I'm so, okay, go ahead. That's just something ugly people say. That's just something <laughs> ugly people say. Any, Anyway, so. Um, Back to the ridiculously good looking host. Um, Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking about because we've we've touched base on this in in past shows of ghost hunters using this stuff completely wrong. You know, taking a picture and claiming it's this when you know nothing about photography. It's not as simple as lifting up your phone, snapping a shot, you know, like it is nowadays and, and then explaining that to me. Well, what was the science behind that picture? What was the atmosphere? What, what settings was the camera shooting on? ISO settings, exposure settings, all that kind of stuff. And that's going to lead us to a discussion on these old photographs. And I'm going to be the first to say there pretty much has never been an old photograph since the dawn of photography that I believe to be authentic. Okay. As yeah. far as, as, as Supernatural. Right, right.
1: Um, and with not, and that's not the only thing we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking more about UFOs, which is yes. something we occasionally talk about. This is a really great video, only because it's so freaking weird, man. So it, you, I'm just going to read the headline, and then I'll read it later when we get to it. A UFO expert says wolf-like being looked into his home after a nearby sighting. And... Yes so you know what i do believe in things like high strangeness that that does happen we'll cover that a little bit more but this is interesting because this kind of puts the old tic-tac video and the person who saw this was one of the guys who saw the tic-tac yes um so we're going to be talking about that a little bit later on
0: yes fantastic what a show man well thanks for hanging out guys we will catch you all next week no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) so rick what do you what do you want to dive into first okay so let's
1: dive into this wolf-like beat because i read this and it was so weird and yet at the same time it's like eh, you know maybe so all right so As you mentioned at at the beginning of the show, um, so we have this this, this article. It says, UFO expert says wolf-like being looked into his home after nearby sighting. That's the headline. And I love the headline already. A pilot who witnessed a giant tic-tac-shaped UFO said that when he returned home after the sighting, he saw a giant wolf-like creature staring through his window. And I just want to say it was probably Stephen Lancaster, the co-host of the show, in a Chewbacca mask because, you know, that's kind of like his side hustle. Uh, The family of a fighter pilot who witnessed a UFO say that they have seen a wolf-like creature that walks on its hind legs stalking their home. The unnamed pilot was aboard the USS Nimitz when they sighted the infamous Tic Tac encounter named after the shape of an unidentified aerial phenomenon. Two pilots were on a routine training mission. I see you shaking your head out of the corner of my eye. Uh, two pilots were on a routine training mission over the Pacific when they spotted an object shaped like a 40 foot Tic Tac. After it was spotted on radar about a hundred miles out to sea. Now, One of the pilots has reported that after they returned home, they spotted the strange creature staring into the windows of their house on at least two occasions. So not once, but twice. Um, News of the sighting was shared by Military.com. Okay, that's a legit website, which draws on extensive interviews with former officials involved with the Pentagon's probe into UFO sightings. They said... The three active duty service members allegedly witnessed a black void on the land that filled them with fear. Intelligence officers Lekatsky and Kelleher claim the men experienced paranormal activity after leaving the ranch and returning home in Washington, D.C. area. They saw orbs, dark figures in bedrooms at night and strange noises. The wife and two teen children of the sailor who investigated the Nimitz incident claim to have seen a wolf-like creature that walked on two hind legs staring into their Virginia home on two occasions. The U.S. Navy has admitted it has top-secret video and slides from the infamous UFO incident, but it won't release them as they could cause grave damage to national security. So, okay, I'm going to leave it right there, okay, because the rest is just, you know— names and names and and whatever okay so the tic tac video steven i mean i i know you've watched this Mm -hmm. numerous times i've watched this numerous times and you really got to think like what the hell is this thing it has no wings it has no uh shows no means of um propulsion Propulsion. yeah it's just flying at high rates of speed and making course corrections that the g's would kill a normal human pilot so i do believe that that video is legit Mm -hmm. and i do believe that the government knows a lot more without sounding like a weirdo conspiracy theorist but i do believe that the government knows a lot more and it has a lot more that it needs to put out there but i'm I'm glad that this stuff is finally coming to light because they just stop short of saying that this is something extraterrestrial. That's what they always do. But let me ask you something. They're now seeing they're having uh, poltergeist-like um, things happen. They're having ghosts, they're seeing strange creatures. Do you think that there is anything to that,
0: Steven? I do, and it's kind of, it's kind of like you and I've discussed before. Um, probably on the show, but I know for sure off of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I kind of was semi-joking when I said, you know, isn't it going to be funny in the end when all these cryptid sightings and ghost phenomena ends up just all being related to extraterrestrial phenomena? Right. Because if you think about it, you know, obviously UFOs are related to that. But you also tie electromagnetic disturbances and time loss,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: the, the, the mass flocks of birds flying into houses or, or seemingly hitting a brick wall in the sky and falling. Um, you know, I, I've, I've kind of leaned towards for a long, long time that these, this phenomena, these things that we can't explain like poltergeist activity, mm-hmm. um, which can be recreated with very high electromagnetic fields. Right. Um could be related to extraterrestrial technology. I mean, even our military is using electromagnetic weapons now, Mm -hmm. you know. So I I think it's interesting because it's kind of like um, an extraterrestrial's version of LSD, you know, where, (laughs) I mean, really, you know. That's an interesting uh, way of putting it you know when 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 there's a hoax or something it it's somebody creating something to make you believe it's something it's not. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a magician so e, the wolf like creature the um what what were we calling it the whirllin the
1: the, the yes
0: the whirlley you know so the whirlley could be nothing more than just a projection, you right. know because if you're observing. The human species you know uh something looking like that would be absolutely frightening to us right <laughs> you know they're they're not exactly projecting b arthur looking in your window <laughs> you know which would be okay oh, hey, i would look- like to hold you know hang with the golden girls that was a great television yeah, show i mean but i mean it's 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 very plausible to think that because i'm a firm believer in extraterrestrial life i think we would just be stupid to think we're, we are the only intelligent life in this vast universe, not
1: just stupid, but arrogant.
0: Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, I don't necessarily think there's a warlian um, species out there. I, I, I would lean more towards, um, a hologram or a projection of, of some type or, right. or who knows, there may be technology that can actually manipulate our thoughts. You know, you've heard that a lot. Um, it, with with the alien enthusiasts and UFO enthusiasts, you know, with the, the joking of wearing tinfoil hats, you know, yeah. so they can't get into your head. But people who have been abducted claiming that they've been put into a trance and, and seen things in their mind that they've never seen before. Um, it's possible, or it, it could just all be bullshit, <laughs> you
1: know. See, so, you now you know when when I read this, I think of a term that we're very much familiar with in um, in the paranormal, and I'm using the paranormal as you know as a as, as an umbrella term that you know has a bunch of other things inside of it. Um, high strangeness. Mm-hmm. High strangeness is pretty much any activity that. Makes any investigator of the strange and unusual raise their fist to the sky and say, what the fuck? Right. Right. So that's that that's oversimplifying the meaning of it. But I think of I think of three places, there are three places that I can think of where there is high strangeness. One, of course, being uh, Skinwalker Ranch Mm -hmm. in Utah. That is a place that has a long, long history of high strangeness. They see things like UFOs, giant wolf-like creatures that actually attack livestock. Um, they see what looks like doors opening up into other realities. I mean, this what's going on at Skinwalker Ranch um, is like the mecca for any paranormal geek and nerd out there. Um, and then there's two places here in Illinois. One is in southern Illinois. It's called Williamsburg Hill. Mm-hmm. And this is, it, it's, you know, as everybody knows about Illinois, Illinois is, you know, flat land. I mean, it's it's prairie. But this sits about 800 feet up, and people have seen UFOs. People have experienced ghosts there. Um, people have seen strange creatures there. People have seen lights around this hill. And there's another place here in Illinois. It's up here in northern Illinois. Uh, in a community that's called Grass Lake. Uh, it's in Lake County, Illinois, and it's maybe about 10 or 15 minutes from the Wisconsin border. And it's really not that far from where I live. Uh, I don't live in Chicago. I live about 30 miles north. And um, so back in the 70s, there people started seeing these strange tic-tac-shaped UFOs that were orange. Okay, And after people in this small community started seeing this, which I believe was annexed, by the town of Antioch, um, they started you know experiencing poltergeist type activity, strange electromagnetic fields seeing apparitions, and one person even said that there's a creature that they saw that left long claw marks on the on the siding of their house. so these all appear to be places where um, they're called window areas in ufology where these things can come and go at will. But, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think that these things could be projections.
0: They are mm-hmm. using our own fears against us. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of like uh, the whole basis of Stephen King's It, mm. you know. And, and, I mean, even Pennywise is alien, you know. So right. it's kind of uh, fiction meeting reality.
1: Well, with it's, that. It's, yeah, I just want to say
0: it's, it's kind of Lovecraftian
1: in a way. Yeah. You know, this 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 intergalactic terror that people are experiencing it and, and you know me being a huge Lovecraft fan, you know, of course
0: that turns me on. But yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, you know, but at the same time, our time traveler guy hasn't mentioned the Warlian, so <laughs> we you I know what? We we should get him on the show. We should. That's a fantastic idea. I wonder if yes. we have to do we have to like set the The uh, appointment to have him for a guest, like in the past, or do we set it for the future? Or that might get confusing.
1: Yeah, that might get really confusing. But yes, we should get him on the show because, man, I would love
0: to hear more about the 31st century. Yes, we've got some fantastic shows coming up. I will get these people. I will get them. I will get them. You get them. I know you will. With that being said, Rick, let's take uh, our first break here. And what 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 you want to hit when we come back? Um, let's do
1: your video Because that video is I I honestly don't know what to make of that
0: Okay, so guys, you are listening to The Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk With your hosts, ghost hunters and authors Rick Hale and Stephen Lancaster Also known as Ridiculously good looking Um, Join us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Welcome to the Initiative And we will be right back
1: Please follow us on Facebook and subscribe via iTunes.
0: You are listening to
1: Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with authors and ghost hunters Stephen Lancaster and Rick
0: Hale. She's alive.
1: She's alive. She's alive. She's alive. This is your show. And welcome back to the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with your host Stephen Lancaster and myself, Rick Hale. So Stephen, you have a video which is kind of weird because this is a not a visual show anymore. But uh, what is this video that you have for our listeners today?
0: Well, if you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash welcome to the initiative, um, it's you should be there anyway, because we're always posting a really cool shit. Um, but this video is like a surveillance. Well, it's not like a surveillance video. It is a surveillance video, home surveillance um, that keeps an eye kind of what looks like on a living room, kitchen area, something like that. And there's two dogs in two separate kennels. And uh, you s- vividly see the one dog has its collar removed. And mm-hmm. it. I, I actually zoomed in on the video just to see if the collar was already kind of unhooked. You yeah. know what I mean? But it wasn't. So I downloaded the video and, and did a couple zooming and slow motion versions you guys can see on our Facebook page. And after that collar comes off, you kind of see... Um, you, you, the dog react like, like something nip theme or, or something like that, and he kind of throws himself into the corner of the kennel. Um, and and I, I'm not trying to, to, to be judgy, I guess, or, or make assumptions, but looking over the girl's uh, Twitter uh, t- TikTok profile, she's not a ghost hunter. She, she's not, it's not like it's nothing but video, video, video of all this stuff. Most mm-hmm. of it's just your typical TikTok stuff, the trends and everything, you know. And then this video comes out of nowhere where she's like, keep an eye on my black dog. Looks uh, something remo- removes its collar, you know, so I don't think it's faked in any way. And I even looked for video manipulation. Um, but but it's certainly intriguing, man. It caught my eye. What did you think about it, Rick? Well, you know, of course, I thought right away, I'm like, maybe it got its collar caught on
1: something. Because that that's that's happened to my dog. Right we, right, we used to keep our dog in a cage, and she's actually eaten through five metal cages. She's she is pretty crazy when she's when we used to put her in a cage. But that's what I thought, and I, and I couldn't exactly you know zoom in on it because I was just watching the video. But um, you know, I did look very closely at it, and yes, I can see that as well. It, the the collar is very much secure
0: mm-hmm.
1: around the dog's neck, but. You know what I love about videos um, with with animals and spirit activity, an animal cannot fake, right. or hoax, right. what's what what it's experiencing. Yes, people can manipulate the video. You've already ruled that out, so I have to go by what it is that you're saying there, um, and I trust your word with that. Um, but then, it's like the dog does. I, I don't I don't think that the dog was attacked. Like you see, like the video suggests or you suggested. Um, I do believe though that the dog was scared. Um, and I'm kind of wondering if, you know, maybe whatever it is that took its collar off, went to pet it and startled it and it threw itself in, into the uh, side of the cage. That's what I'm wondering. That's what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, uh, it could very well be. And it's also like, I've, I've you know, I have seven dogs and, and I should be a dog, but it, it's, you see it when it, when a a dog gets bitten by a flea, they they do that jerk, you know, and and Yelp, maybe, you know, um, that's what it reminded me of, but it's a little too coincidental that this collar gets pulled off and it just, it's like, it's trying to like get out, like get away Mm -hmm. from something. Um, so I don't know, man, did it feel some kind of negative energy there or energy in general? Um, And, guys, check that video out, man, facebook.com slash welcome to the initiative. Let us know what you think. Just comment right there on the video, man. We'd love to hear what you guys think, especially you animal owners, you know, people who have dogs and are familiar with dogs. It's like, like Rick said, the best thing about it is a dog can't hoax a video. You know, it, it isn't like the two dogs were sitting there and the one's like, so, Ed, are you doing it today? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I've got the call ready. I'm going to do it and then leap back. You think they'll believe it? No, it's it's not not like that. <laughs>
1: yeah, this is this is not this is not a Disney movie where the dogs can talk and, you know, and be anthropomorphized. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a really
0: cool video and I suggest anybody go to our page and check it out. Speaking of really cool videos. And I was actually waiting on this cat to text me back. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if I'll put it up on our Facebook page or not, but but you'll be able to, to at least uh, kind of see it here, Rick. Um, this was a video sent to me um, from a, a guy that lives in Kenansville, North Carolina, which is about th- 30 minutes from me. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was closing up shop and uh let me find it here pause see if i can get this full screen for you um it, it, he, he, he i mean it's a natural reaction man um you can tell he was truly scared but this is some weird shit let me know if you can see this <laughs> what the hell? And then he just walks out. Yeah. Like it, it, it like it like sounds like a, a recording like being played backwards or something. Mm-hmm. And I know y'all can hear this at home. I mean he has to compose himself You know what I'm saying (laughs) And and, I mean it's just like that He's gone and in the video guys um, He's like shutting the door He's getting ready to close and then this Which I'm sure you heard through my mic just And he jumps and reacts to it Stands there for a second to compose himself And then walks out of the the store Or wherever it is But uh, (laughs) I was like you gotta at least let me show this to Rick (laughs) (laughs) That's just, it's it's so weird It's like, it's
1: it's almost It's it's almost too weird To think that it's true But hey, if if you can vouch for this guy You know, sure, why not
0: Well, it's like I said to him I said, dude, is there anything Because there's computers and stuff You can vividly see in the video I said, is there anything that could have just Possibly played and the timing Could not have been better (laughs) You know (laughs) what I mean so I, I will I will keep you posted on that investigation. Yeah, I would love to see I'd love to see and hear more about that one. So where are we going next, Rick? We've already gone to the dogs, and we were kind of already there with the werlian. So so <laughs> what, what do we got? Ne- what do we got next? You
1: know what I, I love I love the thing that you brought to uh, the table today, um, spirit photography. You know we touched on it a little bit at the start of the show, right? So. Spirit photography, going back to, um, you know, like the 1800s when, you know, there were fake mediums, you know, they, they were very much predatory. They were, you know, trying to get people to pay them so they could, you know, give them pictures of of lost loved ones or do seances. I mean, I think that that's pretty historically um, established. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, One of the interesting photographs, though, that I really like uh, was from 1870, and it was taken by a New York photographer named William Mumler. And in this photograph, we see Mary Todd Lincoln. She is, you know, she's 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 an older lady and standing behind her, uh, you know, with his hands on her shoulder. Right. The image of Abraham. Lincoln. I mean, it's. It's one of the more interesting – and I the reason I found it interesting is, is because everything that I've read about this is like William Mumler didn't know that Mary Todd Lincoln – that's according to him. How could you not know that the widow of the former president who only died five years before was coming in? But, um, you know, what, what, you're more of an expert on photography than I am. So you know the science. I just raised my camera – Take a take a picture. And, you know, that's that's it. That's why I'm not a photographer. I'm a photographer enthusiast. I would never pretend to call myself a photographer.
0: Well, here's the thing. I don't I think initially when when uh, photography was first introduced, Mm -hmm. the very Neanderthal method of taking a photograph, I, I, I don't think people were legitimately faking anything. I just think they didn't understand why they, they were getting the results that they did. Mm-hmm. Okay, now when photography f- you know, really first came about, do you know how long the exposure time was to take a picture? Very long from what I understand, but why don't you enlighten us? 20 minutes. 20 minutes,
1: yeah, wow.
0: So when you look at these old photographs and you often wonder, why why isn't anybody smiling? yeah, mm-hmm. you ever think about that? It's because oh, yeah. they would have to hold that smile for twenty minutes, right. So everybody is instructed to sit completely still while this this camera exposes that image for twenty minutes. right now now, those of you out there educated in exposure times and what that actually means, okay. So let's say you are taking a picture of a set of stairs because there's another famous photo. It looks like a ghost coming down the stairs and it's being exposed for 20 minutes. That means somebody could walk down those stairs and walk out of the frame. But when that picture was done, it would appear ghostly. Right. Okay. which I think is the result of most of these photos then i think they realized then i think they realized why they were getting these images and that's when the 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 hoaxes came about because mm-hmm. if you moved at all you would get that ghosting effect and when you're talking a 20 minute time frame that uh insect could fly by you're going to see trails you right. know uh somebody could walk into the picture stand there for two minutes, walk out and their image is going to look transparent and ghostly in that final product. So I think once photographers realized that's where ghosting was coming from, I think that's where the hoaxes started. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because you've got double exposure and in your case with the Abraham Lincoln, to me that instantly cries double exposure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can take with those old cameras you could take a picture of me and Rick sitting here, okay, for twenty minutes. Then on that same piece of film, take another picture, and it's going to bleed together. So, say you took a took a picture of our time traveler guy, and he's going to look like he he's kind of faded and transparent behind me and Rick. Mm-hmm. So I think they learned how how to manipulate that photography because there isn't like, like I know, and I'm not dogging you. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I know you praise that photo. God knows what's, what's it called? Uh, the specter of newbie church. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now, when you take out the idea in your head, that it's a ghost and look at right. the actual, um, subject wearing that cloak, like monk, like outfit, And what appears to be a white cloth mask with holes cut out for the eyes. Okay, Mm -hmm. so everything else in that image is inanimate. So that old camera is sitting there shooting at all the inanimate objects. All they needed was for this guy to walk in the frame, stand there for like 30 seconds, and then walk off of the frame. And then after that 20-minute exposure is over... He's going to appear there, in the okay. picture. Okay. Now I'm not saying it's completely fake. I'm just saying that's how it could be done.
1: Well, you know, that's like your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it 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 really is one of my favorite photographs. And the one that you were talking about, the ghost on the stairs. Are you talking about the the famous tulip? Yes. Uh, staircase. Yeah, but that was taken in the nineteen fifties or the sixties,
0: I believe. So But even you know, then exposure times were like down to twenty seconds at that point. I, okay. I, I don't think the, the twenty minute thing, I, I can look it up here real quick. Um the, the twenty minute thing started out by by the nineteen twenties it was reduced to twenty seconds. Mm-hmm. Um so you're still looking at overexposure regardless you just got to do whatever you're going to do to manipulate it quicker Mm -hmm. yeah
1: now see the the thing is is i know that and and i'm not going to put 99 because how do you come up with something like that when you don't know all the variables but i you know i i do believe that the overwhelming majority of photos of ghosts and cryptids and ufos are fake Mm -hmm. i will I absolutely will not deny that. I will not contend that. I do believe that that is a fact. But you do have that small percentage there that you you look at and you think, okay, I do believe that the Tulip Staircase is in that one and the, uh, the Ghost of Newbie Church. I don't have all the facts to say that I'm 100% sure that those are ghost photos, but I do believe that there is some truth to those. Yeah,
0: and there or, well- or the or or,
1: Never- or 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 the ghost of Saint Boltofs in um, in another one in England, where you look up and you see like this priest, you see this priest or friar or whatever standing up in the corner looking down. Um, or uh, the or the Brown Lady of Raynham Hall. Like I think that these are photographs that have been looked at. Over and over again, have been studied, torn apart, looked at closely underneath microscopes, been put through computer programs, all that, and people still come away saying, "I have no explanation for this."
0: But see that even that's bullshit, you know. And I'm not talking about your priest of Botox or anything like that. I'm, I'm saying Saint <laughs> I'm I'm saying there is a very plausible reason these things happen. Okay, Mm -hmm. so you just like we can't say it's 100 percent fake. It doesn't mean it was faked on purpose, but we can't say it's 100 percent real either, you know, because frankly, like, let's take your 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 picture there in the church Mm -hmm. in order to prove that to me, which is impossible to do in order to, to prove that to me, where the camera was sitting on the tripod and the photographer behind it, there would have to be a film camera watching him take that 20 minute photo the entire time for me to believe that that photo was real. Okay. Are you talking about the, are you you talking about the ghost of newbie church? Yes. Okay. There is
1: one thing that does bother me about that. Okay. There is absolutely really nothing of interest in that photograph besides the, you know, extraordinarily tall individual dressed in, you know, he, he could have been somebody, a ghost that, a you know, person that had um, what is that disease uh, that they used to, you know, the and one, one of one of like the plague, whatever. Um, but there really is nothing interesting in that photograph that would cause that person to take a picture of that. Would you agree? Yes, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it's just an altar or whatever it is. There's nothing interesting there, so why take that picture? That is the only thing that makes me think. That there, that that this picture is less than honest. That really is the
0: only thing. Well, that and and the fact that the the subject is wearing, well, let's just say a pillowcase for lack of a better word, with the holes cut out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's why. You know what what is that? You know that that I don't know. You know, but but then there's the side of photography that it's actually real people. Okay. And they're pawning it off as something else. Okay. And, you know, our our favorite hoaxers of all time, the Warrens, Mm -hmm. okay, and Amityville. I'm so sick of hearing about fucking Amityville. But, Mm -hmm. you know, they've got that famous picture of what looks like a boy peering out the window or peering through the doorway. Right. 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 The thing is, it's not even a kid. When you compare that picture to the investigator that was with them, Paul Bl- or Paul Bartz, not to be confused with Paul Blart, Mall Cop, but he was <laughs> Paul. Paul Bartz was literally wearing the same print flannel as right. what they're calling this kid. And, and they're saying, oh, but his eyes are glowing white. Well, there are multiple reasons that could have happened. One, they're using infrared photography. Reflection. Okay. Two, reflection. Three, Paul Bartz Wore glasses, so a mm-hmm. flash, and and then there's an actual technique you can use with developed a developed picture with mm-hmm. a Q tip with a Q tip and alcohol, where you can remove okay. things from an actual picture. So a little dab from from some alcohol on a Q tip on those eyes would make it pure white. Right. So right. I I have never ever believed that picture. I have always been convinced. No. it's Paul Bart's. But first off, that, that, that picture was taken by
1: people that I don't or, or, or claim that something was in that house that I don't believe was actually there. Right. Um, I don't want to say that they're hoaxers or less than honest because, holy shit, the hate mail that we would get by saying anything against the Warrens um, is kind of ridiculous. But it's amazing when you think of like Amityville, it's like you get two different things. You you, you get the Warrens who say, oh, this place is infested with demons and, you know, demons caused uh, uh, DeFeo to kill his family. And then you get, you know, um, Hans Holzer rolls up in there and he's like, yeah, there's nothing like this here. So it's like, whose whose word do you take? I'm going with with Holzer. Doctor Dr. Hans Holzer, you know, right. I'm gonna go with him, obviously. But um, yeah. So like that photograph, yeah, I absolutely believe that that was either completely hoaxed or that was like you said, Paul Bartz looking out that yeah. uh, out of that door. I I am totally down with that.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean there there are others. You know, I, I know we've had him on as a guest, but. I'm not entirely convinced about the bachelor Grove picture, you know, cause I, you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> and I know anything that goes against the state of Illinois is banned from this show, but <laughs> I'm just saying I have my theories and I'm just going to leave it at that. You're just saying you know? Yeah. All right. Let's move on from this before this turns ugly. Yeah. Oh, it's already turned ugly on your side (laughs) of the thing. And and, and Rick, it's like I've uh, alluded to before, I may start uploading these Skype sessions um, to our official Facebook page for the people that do miss the visual side of it. You know? (laughs) I mean, I'm taking the audio from it and and making it our podcast, which has become weirdly successful. And, (laughs) and, uh, you know, why not? You know, just... If people want to watch the video version, there it is. It's not in okay. HD or nothing. It's just two guys doing their little podcast over Skype. Yep. So, yeah. And you can actually see how ridiculously good-looking I am. Because <laughs> I've had some people inquire about it, like on on, on the Label 13 YouTube page. Uh, where's, where's more of these? Are you guys done with this show? And, and I'm like, no, uh, we're doing it as a podcast now. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, hey,
1: put the podcast on there,
0: too, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So, with that being said, Rick, let's take another break, and when we come back, you want to hit your ghost watch? Sounds good to me, man. All right, you guys are listening to the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk Podcast, available everywhere worldwide. Join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash welcome to the initiative Send us your thoughts, send us your stories, send us your guest suggestions. If you want to be a guest, hit us up at shadowinitiativetalk at gmail.com. We will be back with a brand new Ghost Watch, so stick around.
1: Join the hosts on Facebook at facebook.com slash welcome to the initiative. That's facebook.com slash welcome to the initiative. Want to be a guest on Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk? Is there something you would like to hear discussed? Contact the hosts at shadowinitiativetalk at gmail.com. That's
0: Talk at gmail.com. All right, guys. Rick is interrupting me as usual, but you are back to the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk. With authors and ghost hunters Stephen Lancaster and Rick Hale. And Rick Hale is about to take us deep into the dark and forbidden forests of his brand That's new right. Watch.
1: Today in Watch, we're going to be visiting Dartmoor in the United Kingdom and Wistman Woods, which has a long history of some very unpleasant stuff. And this is from an article that I wrote for SpookyIsles.com. Taking a long, leisurely walk through the woods is a great way to clear a troubled mind and commune with the natural world. The cool of a soft breeze rustling the leaves of the trees is one of the most peaceful things anyone could experience. However, not all wooded areas are a place to find peace. Some forests have dark histories filled with mystery and terror. Nightmares lurk among the trees and hide in its shadows dartmoor's wistman woods is one such place this ancient haunted forest is not for the faint of heart along with black Torber and west oakament wistman woods is one of three remote high altitude wooded areas of dartmoor wistman woods has been mentioned by writers for several centuries and due to its wide variety of mosses and lichens covering rocks and trees Whisman Woods is considered to be of great scientific significance. Experts believe Wisman Woods are what is left of a vast ancient forest dating back 7,000 years, when Mesolithic hunter-gatherers would have hunted wild game here. Dartmoor is a region of the United Kingdom that is steeped in ancient folklore. Many of its places are known to be haunted by vengeful ghosts, playful pixies, and even the devil himself. So it should come as no surprise this mystical wooded area that has been untouched by human hands would share in the region's dark history. Many writers have long considered Wisman Woods to be the most haunted place in Dartmoor. Due to this reputation, few locals would dare to enter the woods after the sun goes down. They fear they might come face to face with something detrimental to the human soul. Long before the early Christian missionaries set foot in Dartmoor, The woods were a sacred grove to the druids. It's believed these ancient and mysterious priests gathered in this remote place to conduct their secretive rituals far away from the eyes of the world. In the center of the woods is the druid stone, or the buller stone. It is there they communed with the spirit realm and opened a doorway to the other side for apparitions to come and go at will. Giant dogs with coats as black as night and eyes that burn with the fires of hell have been a part of British folklore for as long as anyone can remember. Whistman Woods is believed to be the kennel where the dre- dreaded wished hounds are kept. On dark nights, these diabolical hounds are released and given freedom to hunt and kill the unfortunate soul caught in the woods. According to legend, these hellish hounds, with their fiery eyes and yellow fangs, are led around by the devil himself. Another legend states the dogs are also led by Old Crokern, an ancient entity who inhabits Crokern Tor. Like the dogs he leads, Old Crokern has an insatiable hunger for human souls and an unquenchable thirst for blood. The Wishhounds aren't the only ghostly canines said to haunt the woods. The mournful cry of a terrier called Jumbo is heard echoing through the woods. It's believed he was killed by the strike of an adder while hunting for rabbits. Visitors to the woods have claimed to see the small dog as it leads them further into the woods and then vanishes. For many years, corpses that were being buried in Lidford were carried along an ancient track of Lich Way, or, as the locals call it, the Way of the Dead. People who live near the way of the dead have witnessed an eerie sight. A ghostly procession of men in white robes are seen traversing the ancient path in an unearthly silence. Witnesses report the somber parade fades from view when they reach their destination. If horrific hounds and phantom processions aren't enough to keep you away, you may want to consider the deadly adders. The highly deadly serpents are said to slither and live among the rocks of Whistman Woods. They strike with a furious swiftness, and their bite is venomous. You are dead before you ever know what hit you. Dartmoor's Whistman Woods is a pristine wooded area known for its natural beauty that has withstood the test of time. Nevertheless, it is considered to be a place of mystery and danger. I warn you, enter at your own peril. I'm Rick Hale and this was Watch.
0: Damn son. Yeah,
1: this plays, you know, the snakes alone would keep me away. Like I would I would love nothing more than to see this way of the dead or, you know, come across old Crokern and his wish towns. But man, you know what? You you, you got these Deadly venomous snakes that live there forget it i'm out sorry (laughs) better take you some scooby snacks right um yeah this is definitely one of those places that um the ghosts themselves aren't deadly but you got to look out
0: for the wildlife so what are your thoughts on the hounds from hell and these devil dogs and because i mean this isn't isolated to one story you know what I mean? This right. has kind of been around for a long time. What are, What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, you know, the, the, the history of um, diabolical black dogs has been a part of um, English folklore, England, Scotland, Ireland. It is a huge part of their folklore that these are demon dogs and they're, you know, Coats are black and they're giant and they got glowing eyes and, and and we see this you know going from not only folklore but into literature with of course the Hound of the Baskervilles the you know, the great Sherlock Holmes novel uh, which is my personal favorite Sherlock Holmes book by Arthur Conan Doyle, um Eek. but you know <laughs> thank you but this this really is folklore it's it, it's it's a folklore that's that's a huge part of the fabric of uh, mythology in the united kingdom um but this way of the dead i'm willing to kind of you know think that okay there might be something to that uh you know again phantom processions are another part of, of of british ghost lore we even have them here in the united states but as far as the dogs are concerned you know i think somebody saw like a big black dog in the woods and they're like holy shit there's a demon dog here so I think that that's what that is, but uh, you know, if they can somehow get rid of the snakes, yeah, I'd be willing to find out for myself why why did it
0: have to be snakes? why Why it does it have to snakes? be snakes? You know man i I don't know by definition what my thoughts are on devil dogs or, or hounds from hell, you know, or whatever but but you know I've told you the stories of that farmhouse case um w- which i refer to as Eidolon fields you know that old mm-hmm. plantation and and these four legged creatures that were shot at by former military guys and hit nothing you know it's it's incredible right. and the the full story um about that is coming out this fall in my new book the haunts and haints of north carolina but that I guess people would read that and probably think hounds from hell, you know, for lack of a better description.
1: Yeah, you know, and and it's funny, too, because here in, in that area of the United States, heavily populated by people who are descendants of, Eng, of England, Ireland, and Scotland. So, you know, of course they're going to have that kind of folklore that they bring over with them. Um, I know in Tennessee that there is, um, you know, hellish hounds that uh, haunt the um, the Appalachian mountains and and that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, it's like there's folklore and then there is, you know, actual ghostly phenomena. And it's like I just think it comes down somewhere in between. That's my opinion. And then there's Warelians. And then there's Warelians. I mean, you know. (laughs) We do got to come up with a dictionary of all the weird shit we got. We got Lincoln Pyre. We got Wehrlian and this
0: new one that you came up with. Oh, the Goonda. The Goonda. The Goonda. You know, because there's been all these sightings of this pterodactyl type dinosaur creature all over North Carolina, specifically in my area. Now, I have yet to see or document this thing, but Mm -hmm. people are believing it and nobody has named it. So I named it the Goonda because to believe that there is an extinct dinosaur flying around North Carolina, you would have to be a goon. Duh. <laughs> See what I did there? I saw what you did there. But yeah, Rick. You know, the fans need it. They want it. They they want Rick and Steven's Shadow Initiative Spirit Guide. <laughs> it should happen. It should happen. It bro. should. It should happen. It's like the Tobin
1: Spirit Guide.
0: Absolutely. Yes.
1: If you've enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends.